This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. everybody what's up everybody technically the sky's not up because we're inside that joke gets funnier every time I hear it hi Jacob how are you good I'm so glad you're here um are you guys excited about being at church tonight yeah 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 Yeah. let's uh let's just take a moment and recognize that there's like two times as many girls here as there are guys here. That's like a phenomenon or something. So ladies, you deserve a round of applause for coming to church. Yeah. Or not. Or maybe you can applaud the guys for not coming to church. That's weird. Why do you look so uncomfortable, Ellie? (laughs) Oh, if you look uncomfortable now, it's just gonna get more awkward as the night goes on. Um, (laughs) It's gonna be great. So let me start with a quick question. Are there any people who you are friends with right now that you did not like when you first met them? Now, don't point at them if they're in the room. I saw that Mariah. She's already pointed at people. I didn't like her. I didn't like him. I didn't like her. I think that's a pretty common thing. In fact, you probably have some friends that didn't like you when they first met you. Maybe it's not that they disliked you, they just didn't understand you. They thought that you were strange, or maybe you were stuck up, or maybe you were rude, annoying, weird, stinky, tall, short. If you're a sixth grade boy, it might be that you should take a shower every once in a while. And then they spent time with you and realized that there's more to the story, that you weren't the person they originally thought you were. And that's what we're talking about in this series that Morgan started us off on last week, because the reality is this. There are some topics that we've possibly had some impressions of or have opinions about The way that we see things are slightly off, they're twisted, or they're just plain wrong. There's more that we need to understand. There's more to the story. There are topics 
that you expect to hear when you come to church, right? There's topics that I expect to hear when I roll into the church on a weekend service, like topics about prayer or loving your neighbor or reading your Bible more or giving money. Those are all topics that make sense at church. And then there's some topics that seem like, why are we talking about that at church? Like NFL football or my favorite Jonas brother, Nick Jonas, or streaming content on Twitch like um, one of our high school girls does. She would say she doesn't. I believe she does. Um, she twitches Minecraft. Who believes me? You've watched it. I believe it. Is she even here? No. She's probably twitching right now. Um, or how to get more TikTok followers. Today, we're going to talk about Nick Jonas. I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about Nick Jonas. That will be a little weird if we had a whole talk about Nick Jonas. But just for curiosity's sake, on the count of three, I want you to shout out your favorite Jonas brother. If you don't have a favorite, don't participate. Or just pick one. Nick, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Nick, Nick and Joe, and what's the other one's name that everyone always forgets about? Kevin. <laughs> Kev, there's a fourth one? Frankie. No one remembers Frankie. Frankie is Heather's favorite. On count of three, shout out your favorite Jonas brother. One, two, three. <laughs> Frankie! <laughs> so today we're not going to talk about the Jonas brother, but we are going to talk about a topic that most of you probably wouldn't expect to hear at church. Are you ready for it? We're talking about porn. Did y'all feel the awkward tension enter the room? Like, you could have dropped a pen and it was like, whew. I said we're talking about porn for those of you that didn't catch it. Yeah, that's an awkward clap. Yeah, porn. Uh, awkward. We're starting off real, real strong here. So is it, is it me or did it just get extremely awkward in the room? Like, you felt the tension. You felt like, no, just me, just me, just me. Okay, cool. Just, just me. Uh, maybe you're surprised that I just said that word in church, or maybe you rolled your eyes because straight up you're like, it's not that big of a deal. Or maybe you're acting disgusted right now because you're trying to keep your church image intact. You know the church image where you pray the right prayers and you say the right things and you sing the worship songs the right way so that everyone thinks you're a good Christian. Or maybe you're acting indifferent because whether or not you think it's a problem, Here's a few things that you should know about porn. Depending on what type of music you listen to, you hear references to things that are somewhat pornographic on a pretty consistent basis. It doesn't seem like a big deal when artists like Baby or Cardi B rap about it, and you know what songs I'm talking about, or when a comedian jokes about it. So why is it such a big deal when we talk about it at church? Here's the second thing. If you watch TV, movies, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, well, maybe not Disney Plus, that would be a little awkward, um, <laughs> et cetera, you get, the th you get the gist. You've probably seen things that could be labeled as porn. Just because it's not X, on an X-rated website that you're looking at on your phone at nighttime when you think no one knows what you're doing doesn't mean that it didn't have undertones of porn or pornographic imagery. I'm not saying that to make you feel guilty. I'm just trying to make a point that this topic isn't as foreign as we would like to think. And it's not as far away 
as we would think as well. Here's the last thing. The average age of exposure to porn is 11 years old. So we're talking about something that is already affecting someone around you. By no means am I saying everyone is dealing with this issue. I am making a point that it is a preteen thing, it's a J-high thing, it's a high school thing, it's an adult thing that affects everyone on the planet. If you have the internet, it affects you. And it is something that everyone on the planet is affected by. Since it is something that everyone on the planet is affected by, we think that it's okay. And maybe even necessary to talk about. So if you're new to church and you're a little shocked that we're talking about this, I get it. Don't worry, pretty soon we'll be back to talking about stuff that you expect to talk about at church, like praying and reading your Bible and all that fun stuff. I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about sex for like the next three weeks. Because we believe that this topic is huge. This topic is something that is extremely important. Although we know this topic is not extremely easy to talk about, here's something that I would love for you all to get today. We're not just affected by porn, we're actually influenced by the culture of porn. Here's what I mean. This is not something that you could potentially tempt some of us this is not something that just affects some of us. This is something that influences all of us. Why? Because porn culture is all around you. It's all around us. Snapchat and sexting and movies and music and advertisement and last year's Super Bowl halftime show and conversations and apps, etc. It's everywhere. Did you know that the porn industry generates $12 billion a year. That's more than the combined annual revenue of ABC, which owns ESPN and Disney, NBC and CBS all put together. That's a pretty big deal. It's all around us all the time, and it's impossible to spend time around something and not be affected by it. You see, when it comes down to it, porn is sexualized content designed to get a specific response. A lot of people start watching porn because they're curious. So it's kind of like sex education. That's what they think. You see, the problem with porn is that porn was never designed to educate you. It was designed to hook you and make you addicted. It was designed to manipulate you. We're being influenced by something that teaches us fake education. We're being influenced by something that teaches us fake education. And what's interesting is that you and I are typically very quick to see when someone is trying to manipulate us or when something's not legit. So let me ask this question. And it's okay if you raise your hand or shout for this one. It's not an awkward question. It might be awkward. How many of you love McDonald's? All right, so a good bit of hands came up in the room. Look, no one's mad if you if you do love McDonald's or if you don't love McDonald's. Let's ask this. How many of you prefer Wendy's over McDonald's? Like no one. I mean, they're four for four. When you're broke, <laughs> it hits the spot. Um, how many of you prefer Burger King over McDonald's? Like, I never met anyone who's like, let's go to Burger King for lunch. Um, <laughs> so let's say, just for the sake of conversation, we invited a McDonald's manager to come on stage 
to talk about healthy living. Healthy living and healthy eating. We invited a McDonald's, the Golden Arches, to come on stage, and he or she got on stage and talked about healthy eating and healthy living, and they said things like, you know, eating Big Macs, fries, and McFlurries, you know, that's pretty good for you. If only, right? None of us would fall for it. You would see right through it. You'll be like, why are we allowing this person to teach us about healthy nutrition? You see, going to porn is like going to McDonald's and trying to eat healthy. It would have the adverse effects. Going to porn for sex or sex education is the same. It has adverse effects. It can actually hurt you. The truth is that there's more to the story, and that's what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. There's a book in the Bible called the Book of Proverbs. You see, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that the Bible is actually a collection of books, and it's split into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament, which basically means the books before Jesus walked the earth and the books after Jesus walked the earth. Proverbs is in the Old Testament, and it's a book of poetry that is primarily written about wisdom, which simply means truths that make you live your life better. These proverbs were written by an ancient king named Solomon who was famously known as an extremely wise man. Some, person would, some people would say he's the most wise man that ever lived. But what does an ancient king have to say that would be relevant to our lives today here in 2021? Some of, you, some of it may be confusing, but a lot of it actually makes sense in the lives of teenagers and the adults alike. For example, the verse we're going to look at today says this. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. Simple basically means naive. For example, a simple person believes everything they read online. Do any of you have a friend like that? They believe everything they read online. They think that every scientific experiment that happens on TikTok is real. Anyone ever fall in that trap? Like, oh my gosh. My, one of my favorite TikTokers is the guy that goes, what you going to do with that? Y'all know who I'm talking about? No? Cool. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Jacob. One person. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not on your For You page. I'm scared to see what's on there. I'm just saying, he's pretty clean. Um, they fall for any prank and they're easily tricked or gullible. They believe anything. And when it comes to porn, maybe you've heard statements like these. It's not hurting anyone. There are worse things I could be doing. I'm not doing anything. I just looked. At least I'm not having sex with a real person. We've been naive when it comes to porn we believed everything, but I want you to hear this. Porn never tells the whole story. Porn never tells the whole story. There's a website called fightthenewdrug.org. The fight the They've compiled decades of studies from respected institutions about the topic of pornography. Their website has assembled over 1,000 pornography-related articles, and here are some research facts that they discovered. The sex acts shown in pornography are unrealistic and often abusive, even though the viewer doesn't see it that way. Studies have found that porn use is correlated with lower quality of life 
and poor health. Even moderate porn use is correlated with damage to parts of the brain involved with motivation and decision-making. That's why a lot of times if you find someone that's addicted to pornography, they really don't want to get out of bed. They really have no motivation to get better. They really don't know how they're going to take their next steps. Compulsive pornography users are at risk for depression and stress. When adolescents, that would be you, both male and female are exposed to sexualized media, they are more likely to have stronger notations that women are nothing but sex objects. And here's the last one. Pornography makes violence appear sexy. You see, porn doesn't tell you the facts like this when you look at it. It wants you to be distracted and addicted. It doesn't want you to have a full, complete life. I want you to consider this. Porn will not make you better at sex. Porn will not make you better at sex. It actually makes you worse because it damages your relationships and sets up your sexual relations for something that's not realistic. Here's what I also want you to consider. Porn will not make sex better for you. It will actually make it less desirable because it doesn't give you realistic expectations of sex. And here's the last one. Porn will not help you understand what sex is. It will actually confuse you and lead you further away from understanding what sex truly is. You see, God isn't against porn because he thinks that the act of sex is bad. That's not right. He's anti-porn because pornography has twisted what he intended sex to be. He's anti-porn because it devalues people he cares about, which is everyone. The guys or the girls that you're looking at on your screens, he cares about them, and it devalues them. He's anti-porn because it's bad for you and it's bad for others. God is a 100% loving God, and there's absolutely nothing loving about pornography. I don't want you to miss that. God is a 100% loving God, and there's absolutely nothing loving about pornography. The second part of the verse says this. The prudent give thought to their steps. This means that a person evaluates information carefully so that they don't fall into a trap. And that is exactly what porn is. It's a trap. It's a trap that wants something from you. It wants your time. It wants your attention. It wants your money. It wants your addiction. And the list goes on and on and on. And in exchange for those things that you give it, it gives you a false sense of sexual closeness. Culture doesn't tell you that because they don't see it themselves. You see, a prudent person is basically someone who's wise. And many, many years after Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, a man named Paul wrote a letter that became part of the New Testament. He wrote to a group of people that he loved and cared about a lot. And this is what he said in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. He said, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. When Paul says, be very careful, it's similar to Solomon saying, give thought to your steps. Don't believe everything that you hear. Remember, porn never tells the whole story. When you're being manipulated, step the other way. 
Be prudent. Be wise. Get yourself away from something that is so destructive to who you are. Just like it would be crazy for someone to teach us about being healthy from a menu at a fast food restaurant, we would see right through it, right? We need to have the same mentality when it comes to the porn culture that's around us. There are a lot of steps that we could all take, but for the sake of today, we're going to simply focus on two steps. We're almost done. Some of you can take a deep breath for the first time tonight. Here's the first one. First step we can all take together is refuse to be fooled. Refuse to be fooled. Train your brain. When you see something on a Snapchat ad or on a TikTok, argue with it. Question it. What is it trying to sell you or convince you to do? What is it trying to sell you or convince you to do? All of you are on your way to adulthood. You're smart. You see through so many things that are fake or manipulative. It's a trait of your generation, actually. It's a trait that drives a lot of older people crazy because you never take anything at face value. So don't take porn at face value either. You have access to the same smarts when it comes to porn culture. Remember, it's everywhere, and it wants something from you. It doesn't care about you, and it, wants what's, and it doesn't want what's best for you. It wants to trap you. So be wise, be smart, and be careful. Here's the second thing. Refuse to participate. Create a plan to set yourself up for success before you even reach the trap. Think ahead. What will you do when, it, when you come across pornographic content or you are tempted to believe the lies of porn culture? When I was growing up, there's a show on TLC called 19 Kids and Counting. Anyone ever heard of that show? And then it was like 20 kids and counting, and then like 21 kids and counting. And I don't know if they stopped at 21, but this family had 21 kids in it. And I remember watching one episode, and the mom, and they were talking about lust and sexual integrity, and the mom said she's taught all of the kids in their family this term they called shoelaces. Shoelaces. So when her kids were young and they would go out in public, um, and they saw a girl that was dressed inappropriately. Maybe she was wearing a bikini top or something like that. Or she was wearing a very revealing blouse. Or they saw a guy whose pants might have been a little too tight. She would say shoelaces, and all of her kids would look down at their shoelaces so they didn't see the person walking by. I know it sounds a little extreme, and it might sound a little crazy, but what she was doing was setting her boys and her girls up to not objectify the opposite gender, to not make them into sexual beings. So think ahead. What will you do when you come across pornographic content or are tempted to believe the lies of the porn culture? How will you put a stop to the manipulation? You see, sometimes it isn't easy enough to know you're being tricked. You need to get unmanipulated. Maybe you need to take concrete action and put some restrictions around your access to technology. A lot of the guys that I know um, that I do verge or accountability with, they'll put programs on their phones or on their computers so that they can't search certain things. And they meet once a week or twice every other week, and they talk about the temptations that happened in their lives the week before and pray about it to make themselves stronger. 
What can you do to put restrictions or action plan in your life around your access to technology? Maybe for you, it's not scrolling TikTok after 10.30 p.m., because everyone knows nothing good happens on TikTok after 10.30 p.m., or heck, maybe after noon on some of your For You pages. You know your For You page caters to you. Michael's like, no. <laughs> so here's the truth. If an industry that makes $12 billion a year can be very persuasive and convincing, what are you doing to prepare yourself to combat against that industry? Remember, it's a trap, and it's not possible to get out of every trap by yourself. I want to encourage you to talk to a trusted adult or a tribe leader. You can talk to me or Morgan or any of the leaders that are in the room. Let them know what's going on. It may be that you have some things you need to confess and get off your shoulders. It may be that you need to ask them for some accountability to check in with you every once in a while from time to time. You know, we all need each other to help fight this industry. None of us want to be part of something that manipulates us. We don't want to be, associ to be associated with something that hurts us or hurts other people. We're smart. We don't want to be controlled. But the porn culture is sneaky. And now that we've named it, we can open our eyes, see it for what it is, and step the other way. For a second, imagine if we did. How liberating would that be if we could move forward without being trapped by something that's so destructive to so many people? What if we, just the people in this room or just the people listening to this podcast right now, made the decision that we're not going to fall for this trap? How freeing and liberating would that be for your school, for your community, for this region, for this country? You see, we would hurt ourselves and others less if we took this seriously. And that's a pretty big deal. Because the reality is the only reason it's a $12 million industry is because there are people there that want the products that they're making. So if you free yourself from wanting the products, eventually the market will not be there. You see, the truth is, porn is a business that only exists by getting people to show up again and again and again and again. It's meant to be addictive. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have, if you were gut-level honest with yourself, look at, looked at something inappropriate and said, I'm never going to look at this again. Then you find yourself back in that spot again, looking at the same types of things again and again and again, they spend billions of dollars to create this trap for you to get stuck in. And whether you want to take it serious or not, they're taking it serious and they're riding you being trapped all the way to the bank. I want you to know that myself and your tribe leaders are safe people to talk to, and we'd be happy to help you any way that we can get out of this trap. You see, porn never tells the, others, the whole story. On the other hand, we have a God who loves us immensely and out of his love for us wants good things for us. He wants to see us thrive and not suffer. Porn is hurtful and damaging. God wants better for each of us. He has given us incredible minds to see through the manipulation and the lies 
that the porn industry tries to sell us and incredible wills to walk away from it. So I want to encourage you to choose wisdom, to be proactive, to be willing to have the hard conversations. This is worth the fight. So if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes, I'm going to pray for you. But before I pray for you, I want to give just a moment of silence. So don't touch anyone next to you. Don't talk to anyone next to you. If you're on your phone, put your phone away. Don't forget that I can see everything you're doing from this stage. And I want you to get gut level honest with yourself. Create a bubble around yourself and get gut level honest. So whether you fall in the camp of you've never looked at anything pornographic intentionally, or you fall in the camp of I've looked at something, but it's not a regular occurrence, or you fall in the camp of you wouldn't say you're addicted, but you look at it more than you're willing to admit in this room to anyone. I just want you to search and find where you are. And as you're thinking through that, I want you to remember that God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for any sins that you've already committed, any sins that you will commit in the future. He loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross and take the weight of our sins on his shoulders. That's a pretty big deal. So I think it should be very easy for us to try to figure out how we can be proactive to fight against these temptations, to fight against this industry that's trying to trap us. Because after all, it's worth the fight. So wherever you find yourself in any of those camps, I want you to know that this is a safe place. Any of our leaders are available to talk to. I know that we're going to go into tribe communities here and have some fun. But if you feel like you need to talk to someone, me and Morgan will be hanging around if you're a guy, and some of our female leaders will be hanging around if you're a girl. Um, I want to encourage you not to leave here tonight if you feel like you need to talk to someone about it. We will stay as long as we need to. Don't let shame, fear, our embarrassment stop you from freeing yourself from a trap that is dangerous. God, I just thank you for everything that you're doing in our ministry. I thank you that we're able to have these tough conversations and to get serious about the things that you take seriously. Thank you for helping us to shed light on the porn culture and how it tries to entrap us and honestly just tries to trip us up and make us think that we need it. I pray that in this room and that the people that are listening to this podcast, that you would just stir something in them. That they wouldn't just fight for perfection, but they would fight to look more like Christ every day. That this area of their life, this lust, would not overtake them. That today they would choose to step out of the trap and seek help. 
God, I thank you for everything that you're doing and what you're going to do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray.